Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Are we ready? I didn't hear it. Okay. Morning. Hey. Kevin. Am I going? Are we going? Are we going? Am I on? Oh, we're going. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. What were you bringing up about... Ramona Robinson, our friend, is showing up in a movie. Yes, Ramona Robinson um, is in this Shooting Stars biopic, which I told you I used to call biopic. I used to just think it was biopic. Yeah. No, biopic. It's bio- It's biopic. And it's being filmed right now. The basketball scenes are being filmed at Where? Case Western Reserve. Ooh. Wait, so in their the, gym? Yeah, in their basketball why gym. Wouldn't they, why wouldn't they film those scenes at St. Vincent, St. Mary's? There's always a reason. I, there, there's always a thousand reasons when it comes to... Where they're going to film anything? But I want authenticity. Wait, I, I watch. Biopic? Are we making here? LeBron James. Listen, okay. you guys want Michael Sorry. Bay. <laughs> I want Ken Burns. I no. want authenticity. Yeah, they don't really do that. You're not going to find that in Winning Time, where they have the wrong teams scoring the wrong points. Really? In movies? I didn't see that. Yeah, they don't care. I, 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 I guess that's how Hollywood's always been. It's just that. Now people were alive for some of this, so they're like, wait, that's wrong. They also portrayed that's Jerry wrong. West to be a madman. Isn't he like, going to sue him or something like that? Uh, yeah, but then there are people who are like, that's exactly what a madman would do, exactly how he's overreacting to all this. Uh, either way, this is going to be called Shooting Stars, which okay. is one of my favorite memes, and they redid it for Marcus Smart last night. That's great. Anyway, they they had asked about a month ago for extras yeah. to be involved with this. They were looking for cheerleaders and tumblers. Must be females between the ages of 14 and 22. I don't think that's what Ramona, Ramona Robinson is doing. Uh, musicians must also be between 14 and 22. Stadium crowd extras can be between 10 and 85 in age. I love that. If you're 87, we do not Get want you. Here. 10 Get- and 85 at age? Yes. That's crazy. Ramona's probably not doing that either, right? Oh, she's an uh, anchor. She's a news lady so for So she's it. not a crowd extra. She's, she's got a, a serious role in this for probably, you know, three seconds. Because she's a serious person. Yeah, and this is, oh, how about this? I, I hadn't heard this name or seen this name in years. This is based, Shooting Stars is based on the 2009 autobiography of the same name by James and Buzz Bisinger. Wow. I haven't heard that name, seen that name. Remember the last time we had heard from him? He was on Jim Rome show or something. Do you remember he admitted there's wow. a huge article, a huge pullout article done on him that was based on his 
obsession with clothing. He had had, correct me if I'm wrong here and look it up, he admitted that he was a shopaholic. And I'm being dead serious. No kidding. He had spent, he, he claims millions of dollars on clothing. And his wife, I think he had a wife, was like, yes, he has this issue. He's been going to therapy for years. He has to shop. Oh, he's had several wives, Anthony. Okay. Are you I'm on looking, it? I'm looking him up right now. Was yeah. any of my, because our, our memory is famously inaccurate yes. on these things. Is my memory at all accurate on this? Did he have a shopping problem? Shopaholism. It's probably right. Barry Horowitz, not Buzz Bissinger. Is it not Buzz Bissinger? Am I totally wrong on this? Man, I haven't heard that name in years. My Gucci Addiction by Buzz Bissinger. Good job. Well had, thought of there, that, Tom. He had it's items. on GQ right yeah, now. Yeah, so he would go to fashion shows. They started flying him oh in my God. because he spent so much money. They flew him to Milan to a bunch of these fashion shows, and you've heard of buying stuff off the rack. He was buying stuff off the models. Whoa. The stuff that you're always like, nobody buys that. He was buying these clothes that were worn on the runway, and Buzz Bissinger, this middle age, and now he's got to be... He's got to be close 67, to 60. 67. Oh, my God. He's in his 60s, and he's buying the craziest stuff that you've ever seen. We got to have him on the radio to wow. promote shooting stars. This would be great. We got to have him on. And then forget about talking about LeBron. I want to talk just about his An clothing obsession. obsession. For says, ex- for ex- are we going to read the same thing? Go ahead, on. Well, he says, my name is Buzz Bissinger. I'm, a f- I'm 58 years old. This was 2014. The best-selling author of Friday Night Lights, father of three, husband, and I am a shopaholic. Said he spent $638,412.97. Well, you'd really like to round that up to 413, wouldn't you? Uh, between 2010 and 2012. So, on expensive clothes. I, you know, we would. I don't know if you'd ask if somebody's an alcoholic, do they have a mental illness? But with shopping, you would definitely have no problems asking. Did he grow up poor? What is going on? In your mind that you cannot stop this. Did he grow up poor? We all want nice things at some point. Like, I, you know, Kenny, you're wearing Duluths. But, you know. Do you, how expensive these pants are. Right, they are expensive. They've got they? a lifetime like, guarantee. These are like well, 59 These I mean. are like $59. Okay. Well, some people would say that's expensive. It's the no. last pair of pants you'll ever need. I mean, I've, I've worn these Duluth Trading Company pants, 59 bucks. I've had these three years. So there is no doubt if I had unlimited budget. And a clothing allowance. I mean, that's money well spent. That's fifty nine bucks. If Three I, years. If I had that wow, stuff now, right bucks now, a year on pants. At this stage of my life, I don't think I would be. I'd I'd, I'd have some fun at Saks Fifth Avenue. There'd be some items in there that you guys, and it, it wouldn't be the daring stuff. I wouldn't be taking huge chances. That's not my style. But I would be wearing really expensive jeans, really expensive. I, I, I've always bought nice jeans anyway. But I'd be, I'd, I'd step it up a notch. But I couldn't get to that. There's no part of me that has that kind of an interest. So that, that spends half a mil on clothes in a day. Yeah, I mean, it, it just does, that that's not. Now, maybe over time, if I had the money, you know, it is always. I, I'm really big on this all the time when we talk about whether it's always easy to say, ah, you wouldn't do that. We were talking about Steve Harvey earlier today. You wouldn't be that person. Well, you also don't have access to that ability to do that to somebody. Like right. if you were a jerk. If you were a jerk today and you were going all Ellen DeGeneres, or people say Bill Maher has been tough to, well, to work with. That's tough to but, imagine. But nobody's waiting on you hand and foot. So well, they would just say you're a jerk, and they would stop talking to you. We well, can't do that with some of these celebrities. You can't do that 
with some of these athletes. You're both in the public eye, right? And mm-hmm. and now can you do it daily? People see you daily now, right? How much do you emphasize not wearing the same thing in a consecutive? Never. I am who I am, and I know it's a little different. I'm just looking at people like yeah. this that are oh, are you, you know, talking about millionaires? Yeah, that type of. Oh, thing. I have a rotation now. I right. have a rotation, and you kind of keep some sort of track of how yeah. you're right. I have a rotation of the jacket. I cared a lot more like ten years ago. Right, I'm to the point. I, just, even, I even did the you know one of those games this year on ESPN. Uh, I I I was like, did I wear this last time? I probably did. Who cares? This is sexism, <laughs> though. This is the sexism of it, though. A guy that did this once. Yeah, this right. is, there was a there was a news anchor who did it on purpose. He wore the same mm-hmm. shirt and tie and that. jacket combo right. every day for like a whole year. Uh, I think for I a, whole it was year, a whole year. Just to prove that people don't notice what he's wearing. Not, he where no emails. the women have to change. Like you, you will right. have a woman on the news who will wear if she wears the same dress in a month. Someone's going to notice and send something really mean to her. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't I can't believe like I see some of the stuff like um. Samantha Roberts, who is the weather person, the meteorologist over at uh, 19. I've seen some of the things that she has been sent. I, I, it's appalling. It is appalling. Jasmine uh, Bailey, who sits right over a cor- caddy corner from me, right? Uh, appalling things that I'm just I, like, how I do you get that? two like, correspondences. Like, I sit there, like, when I said what I said about Eric Church... I said what I said about Eric Church, and I got a couple of really right. nasty emails just because I like. Listen, I know there, there's hardcore Eric Church fans. I am not one of them, and I'm thinking, you know what? You said you were going to play a show, play the show. I knew he was going to make up for it in some roundabout way, and I still even like to poke holes in that. From go, the church oh, really? You and your you and your free concert that you're going to have in San Antonio? Where they are you going to provide them a free hotel? Are you going to provide some of these people free airfare? And people wanted to poke holes with that. And that's fine. But I knew that going in. Like, I say opinions, and I know that there's going to be people who disagree with those opinions. But it's like, you're a, you're a meteorologist. You're a news anchor. I'm like, why would you? I'm like, good God, I can't imagine what it's like for women. I don't want to imagine what it's like for the women. Yeah, oh, yeah. When I, when I was in Parkersburg, uh, the, the one anchor there, Lauren, whose uh, future husband threatened me. In the parking lot of the news now station. Now we're talking. For, now we're going. For apparently, for apparently flirting with let's her. Let's do on this. Air. Let's do it's this show. Let's do this I show think, right now. I think I told her. I think I've told that on the air before. But it's like all because I bantered with her too long on the, on on TV, and he sat there and waited for me in his big ass truck. This is a mean mother. You know what? Like this guy, I would not mess with him. This was not somebody who I'd talk back to. I was like, this guy would destroy me. And you talk back to he a was, lot of people. He was a local fireman. What's he, he gonna do? He, to he you? was jacked. He was, was huge, he do to you? and he he was he was just up to no good. And he had just he had just he's, he was kind of a home wrecker, and I guess she was kind of a home wrecker because they both had prior relationships. He'd been married and had kids, Whoa. and just left them behind for this news anchor. They're still together today, which is stunning to me. But he sat there waiting for me, standing tall right by the door, and I had just gotten back from my dinner break. Parkersburg, West Virginia, and she was texting me. She was, like, afraid for my life. She texted me and said, uh, hey, I'm going to talk to him. He is really mad. I don't want to make it a big thing, but you're not allowed to talk to me on TV anymore. She says, I'll take care of him. And, I, and by the way, she goes, can you please delete this message? That is chilling. And I was scared. I was scared. I don't get scared very often. You know, I me would and be my scared. Mouth. Well, I, you, I was scared of this guy because I knew what had already happened. That he had already left his 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 wife that he had three kids with yeah. for 
this That's TV chilling. anchor, and I'm like, this guy'll do anything. Uh, but, he doesn't care. But I, and I know there listen, are no rules. You are at the time you were in your early 20s. Mm-hmm. I, I, and it, it was a different time. I'm more afraid for her. If she has to send you that and delete that text, that's that's what that's. I'll tell you some other. You're living with a crazy person. Yes, yes, you're living with a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. totally crazy. Um, totally crazy. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't. I mean, that's just. Yeah, when you know someone has nothing to lose, upsetting. Doesn't care. They're a firefighter. Rash. If you're a firefighter, you have something to lose. Yeah, you have a career. This, this that is a career. I I knew some other things behind the scenes. Like this guy did not care. He would throw everything away. He had already thrown things away. He had already thrown away something that to most people is one of the most precious things. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and and now I'm being accused of flirting with her because of why. He doesn't understand the TV biz. Like, it's called banter. I can imagine you're very good at banter. You end your sports report, and there's always an energy there. There's always a dynamic there. And with some anchors, you don't have it. But with some, you do. She was was like a Miss Ohio before, and... all I know is this. She was scared because for her to text me that, that means that they had already had conversations that oh, yeah. had reached the boiling point ooh, ooh. where she couldn't diffuse it by just not having to have he this discussion had definitely, with me. He had definitely said something to her, and she blew it off as like, oh, this won't be a deal. Mm-hmm. This, won't, this won't matter. And then it got yeah. to the point where he has never let go of that, right? No. And no. she had probably forgotten that that had happened until it was reissued. And I am never going to forget the fact and you that you never there was, knew anything. There about was it. like a two week span where I was looking over my shoulder a little bit. <sighs> That's how. And I again, normally I dismiss most of you guys, most of the idiots on Twitter that we have fun with or they have fun with us, and we get into Baker arguments. I know that ninety nine point nine percent of them, most of it's in good fun. Some people absolutely hate my guts, but I know they're not going to be waiting for me in the parking lot. This guy. I was worried. I was worried there for a second. There are people who don't know it's a gag. Yeah. And that yeah, that's, that's always one of the scary things about the show and not scary but like I don't know. This is what there's certain callers I like and certain tweeters I like and stuff. It's like you got to it's a gag, guys. It's a gag. None of this is serious. You got to have some fun. I mean, right? it's serious. Some of it some of it is serious. It's serious is, and this is about. how we make a but living like, and I'm happy yeah, about that, but yeah, you don't it's like, you ran me off the show. Yeah, you probably said something silly. And if your buddies heard what you said, they probably disagree right. with you. And they would probably make fun of you. So just consider me your buddy, and we're making fun of you. Mm-hmm. But that, that is chilling. That Because that's a third person involved. Like, forget about your own personal security. I understand that. But, like, there's another person involved. Like, she lives with a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I got that sent to me by somebody at eight, we know people in Cleveland. Like I, we, I'd have to tell somebody. We'd have to take like, care. Of, I'd yeah. have to have yeah. somebody told in the police community or something. Like I'd have to talk to somebody. But about down that. there, that's not my town. Right. I don't know who's on his side. I yeah. don't know who he knows. I don't know who in law enforcement he well, knows. And he's in the yeah. community I can't do already. That. He I holds can't. a community he's job. Been in the community. I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. No chance. No chance at all. I actually, despite the fact you may think everybody hates me here, I do have people who would have my back in Cleveland and take care of that pretty quickly. Kenny Carmen. Owen Lauderman would, damn it. Uh, we had another person. I'm not going to tell you who we or what. Drinking that will tell you. Get it going. Uh, we can't do mics off on the podcast. No, no, no. Tell I'm going to, how can I write this? I'm going to write this right down for you right now. Um, This guy had to have a private investigator. Okay. Guys, this is over takes. This is over opinions. Uh, this guy who I am gonna I'm gonna show you right there, right there. 
Oh, God. He had to have a private investigator and somebody who is a Fed have to take care of a situation that was really, really grisly behind the scenes. Because Overtakes? Of a, because of a crazy person that was threatening him on, on Instagram and Twitter. It all started with just sports takes. Then it became more, and you knew there had to be some other things behind the scenes, and then found out later there were. Oh, boy. Um, they oh, had to have boy. it dealt with. Uh, they had to have that person's career threatened. Like that, that the, the Fed had to go to his boss at his workplace and to get him to stop. It was that ugly. That's okay. crazy. Hey, I, I, do you have this at Fox? Because at 19, there is a wall. It's not. I'm not joking. It's not a wall of fame as like a joke. Like, <laughs> this is hilarious. There's a wall of stalkers that is on. That there's a, a list of their mugshots and or if they I have not been seen arrested. it. If there is, I have not seen it. I bet there you by security. Be. I bet you by security at Fox. I'm this former intern. I know exactly the security box. I bet you they have a list of faces. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a binder of some or like, yeah. something oh, yeah. like that. Like. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure people show up. Now, there's two gates there, but I'm sure people are like, hey, I'm here for so-and-so because they are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't bring my card, they will not mm-hmm. let me in. I have to no. park, and I have to call, and I have to call and call. It is the biggest pain in the ass if I forget that card. I will not forget that card because they will leave me outside that gate. They don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They do not care. Yeah. Now, I've been there for a few months now, so maybe, but that first week, nope. Don't know who you are, man. And then when I did have to do Friday Night Touchdown – I had the one night, the uh, this will humble you, um, the security person came out and she thought I was there to deliver the food. That'll humble you. I'm sitting there dressed to the freaking nines. And she's like, Where? she's like, okay, hand it to me. And I'm like, hand what to you? And she's like, the food. I'm like, ooh, ooh. That'll, that'll knock you down a peg Sometimes or two. Sometimes you need that. Or 10. Oh, There's yeah, nothing you wrong do. with that. You do. You do. There's nothing worse than when people wave to you and then you wave back and they're like, oh, that wasn't waving to you. <laughs> oh, boy. That happens all the time at the place I uh, I go to that I can't tell you where I go because I don't like talking about it. on. The, I will never talk about it on the air, but frankly. And uh, people will be leaving and they'll wave and it's always the person behind me. Of course, I met a listener named Steve there. I'm going to put him to the I'm going to put him to the test now. Great guy. Uh, he, um, I'm not going to say anything more. I don't want to say where like he lives or anything. Great, great, great dude. Uh, he's a fellow, uh, Italian, uh, such as yourself, Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, great dude. And, uh, he's like, he, he's the guy who's like, I listen to the podcast. Lima says no one listens. I listen, which a lot of people listen to the podcast. Speaking of, I love, I don't know if you saw some of the responses. I love the responses we got to the student dead thing. We got a big thing about, uh, by the way, we're brought to you by Extend. There's another question to be brought to you about pay, being paid in stock. But the student loan thing, the one of the best responses I got so frequently was interest. Get rid of the interest. At some time, you just have to make it 0% interest. Okay. So Which I don't know. Can you do that and still carry the loan? Because the company would say, well, I'm not going to still service the loan if it's mm-hmm. 0% interest. But if you paid right. on it for so long. Right. And you have you have kind of, I, I would call them, I would label them predatory Um Absolutely. <laughs> Some of the companies that have just, they've enticed, and the schools, uh, it's almost like they made a pact, a secret pact way back when, like at the, the administrative level. Like, we are going to loan out, just like in 2000s, we are going to, like mortgage brokers were just, hey, high five, just put out another mortgage that yeah. is never going to be paid, adjustable rate, this thing's going to go through the roof, and then it's going to be foreclosed upon. They're doing the same thing for higher education. Look at this kid. 
This kid, 2.2. They let him into Ohio State. All right, here we go. Four years, loan him the money. Oh, and he wants to live off campus that second year? Loan him the money. That was me. Keep it going. That was me. And there's nothing worse. There is nothing worse. So I commuted my first semester, and it sucked. Because you make friends in college. Mm Mm-hmm. And but you have to be there. I gotta to go be home there on campus. I gotta go home, and it's like, man, that sucked. And I look back at it now. I go, what was I doing? I pissed away so much loan money. I pissed all that money away. Why? Like I lived in Timbertop, and no offense to anybody who lives in Timbertop. I felt like I was too far away. I felt like I was too far away from campus because everything was happening just south of Exchange, yeah, Exchange Street at the University of Akron, and then like. I, that was the apartment I barely spent any time in, and your your loan is covering the rent, the rent, so you don't even think about it. It was this huge, huge ass apartment, Anthony. It was huge. It was three bedrooms. It was really nice, and I barely was there. I was barely there. My roommates, a kid named Tony and my buddy Danny from back home, would make fun of me by how little I was there because I never had. I, I, they were like, "You don't need any. There's no reason." They're like, "There's no reason. You don't have any food." You don't have any clothes here. I had a bed. I had a computer. The computer was never on. Because <laughs> I was so either great. working, I was either working or I was at my buddy's houses mm. by campus. That's where I was. And I'm like, man, I'm too far away. I, I have told you that uh, my junior year at Ohio State, uh, I lived in a uh, apartment housing complex. We had eight on one side, eight on the other. There's mm-hmm. 16 of us. And that sounds great in terms of, hey, we're going to make friends. We're like our own fraternity. Yeah. This is going to be great. We're going to have so many so many chicks over. And we have so many parties and keg parties. We did. We did. We had all those things. And we had mayhem around every turn. Mm-hmm. The problem was you're always flirting with getting evicted because it's really hard to take any sample size of eight dudes. Women, you don't have this problem. Eight dudes and make sure that they stay the entire year. Yeah. Uh, that is really hard. And what happened was we had a revolving door that one year where we ended up having over 15 different roommates, guys Whoa. out. It's almost like a tag team. Hey, I'm in. Tag, you're Whoa. in. You got to take it. And jack so, match of your apartment. Yeah, so we now have strangers living with us because we needed the rent. So it's a catch-22. Like, do you want a stranger living with you? No. Do you want the rent? Do you want to get evicted? Are you going to pay for everybody else? Oh, my God. No, and I was on loan. I didn't have the money. So we're all like, fine. We didn't even vote. We're like, if you could find someone else to take over the rent. So we did. We had this revolving door, oh, and we had this kid. Dangerous. We had this kid come downstairs, plop his stuff down. I can't remember his name. My buddy Jim would text me in two seconds with the name. And we're like, hey, and we wanted to make him feel welcome. Like, let's go out and get drinks, whatever. So we did that over the, over the course of the first few weeks of the winter quarter because we were on quarters. And then... When remember, he had his TV set up, he had the cable set up, he had all his clothes. Not like he was living out of a box or a suitcase. He had everything in there. He had everything. And then it's like Tuesday of the third week, and I go, does anybody see? I'll just call him Steve. Has anybody seen Steve? It's probably his real name. And everyone's like, yeah, I thought I, thought I saw him. He had his books and everything, and he was walking to class the other day. We're like, did you see him all weekend? They're like, oh, he must have went home. He just he doesn't know us, so he didn't really tell us. It's probably the same Steve I met at the uh, place I go to, and I, yeah, I just right. don't even same know. Guy. He's probably stalking you from afar. But his door wasn't shut, and most of us never really locked our doors all that often. Because we, we were all like, hey, there's always someone here. There's always guys here. Like, what yeah. do we need to lock the doors? Yeah. We're all friends, mostly. And then we didn't see him by Thursday, and then it was the next weekend. And we're like, did somebody call the police? Because nobody's here, and his stuff is here. 
So we called the police. We notified. We called the dude that reached out to him to take over the rent. We're like, oh, yeah, he's from my hometown. I don't, I can't get a hold of him. So we called the police. Kenny, he was a wrestler on the side. Okay. Like trying to do like a small. What pro do you call wrestling? It? Yeah, he was trying to do pro wrestling. Indies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Indies. And, and, you know, he didn't have a website back then or anything. Wow. So we thought, okay, he's just traveling now. Yeah. He's on the road. He might be on the road. With the Midnight Express. Um, And he was doing it part-time. He's He's, in a territory. He's He's in Mid-Atlantic. He's at the Mapleton Gym tonight. I I was worried that he lost a loser-leave-town match at Columbus, and he literally had to leave town. (laughs) That is fantastic. So so we don't know what's going on with this dude. We called the police. The the police came through. They took a statement. They tried to notify. Like, Kenny, when I tell you, that he never came back to get his stuff. You don't know if he's alive? We don't know what happened to him. Eventually, we had to put a Craigslist posting up for his apartment. Eventually, you just lost interest. We just took we took over his clothes. Oh, my gosh. Over. Nobody ever came for him. No, We have no idea what happened to him. That is a, I swear to God, God's honest truth, we never figured out what happened to this dude. He was living in the smallest apartment that we had. He didn't have that much stuff. Yeah. But that stuff was just left there. And we rented out the apartment to somebody else. So I think moved his stuff to the side. Wow. And in case he ever came, and we don't know whatever happened. I swear to God, we had just a missing person. That is crazy. That is a hundred percent true. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I lived, I lived at Timbertop off campus, and that was whatever. Um, and then I lived uh, right on Brown Street. Right on Brown Street, uh, right down the street from the University of Akron. That was with one of my best friends. He was my best man at my wedding, uh, Brett. Now, that was a great time. That was a great time. Uh, Brett was a ball player, and boy, he a lot of people would come through. A lot of, uh, a lot of women would come through, I'll say that. And that was, uh, that was a lot of fun for, to, well, a lot of fun for me. It was a lot of fun for Brett. I always had like a girlfriend. I was like, hey, you come over, we'll hang out. You couldn't do anything with Brett and his... No, Better he had friends. a revolving door, and I had, like, yeah. it was always like, hi, how are you? Like, I was seeing this girl at OU at first, I'm like, hi, how are you? You doing? Like, that type of thing. And then I started dating a girl that was at school, and so we were just always, mm-hmm. it wasn't like Dead Man on Campus where that psycho guy's there, and he meets a girlfriend, and he's just, like, obsessed with her, but we were just, like, we were just doing our own thing. And then we broke up, and I was like, Brett. Brett, can we hang out? Can we hang out? I'm lonely and sad. And Brett's like, yeah, as long as you don't but get in you, the way. You like, can understand. That's one of them deals. Now, I don't know how it was at Akron, but you can certainly understand. Because I, I was just talking to one of my best friends about this the other day. I always revisit, should we have joined a frat? Because we didn't. I didn't want we, to. So our thing was that Never we, we had so many guy friends. Like, what? we have our own fraternity. We, And then I realized, yeah, but we're hanging out with the same girls. And we're not meeting new ones. And if you're in a frat... It is set up for you. You have to be an idiot. The mixers that are set up with the different Please sororities. be careful of what you're talking about here. Mean? Okay, I'm just making sure. What do you mean? Do you, they, I know guys want to meet girls, and that's okay. But yes. Just, okay. Oh, yeah. Because there, there is but a bad connotation anymore with fraternities. You understand that. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of good, too, with fraternities. Okay. I mean, right. the, the fraternities take care of their own, too, in that's the real true. world. That's true. They take care of you, and there is a bond. But we didn't have, like, I didn't have the money. I always like watching the sorority ta- uh, videos, by the way. I almost called them tapes. I just watched Sounds I, so greasy I when they do the welcome. Girls come I just wild. saw the TCU one about. the other day. I oh, could, my God. I couldn't understand one word. It wasn't even a gag at this point. 
I couldn't understand one word any of the women were saying. But all I'm saying is about the fraternity life is I look back and I'm like, man, we hung out with the same guys. A lot of them ended up just working and dropping out of college because yeah. Columbus, there's so much to do. And if, you're, if you start working, if you start bartending, that becomes way more appealing. You have so much money in your pocket. You're not thinking the long game. You get money. You're thinking yeah. the short. I, I hate to say it, yet, but it, let's be honest. If you are bartending, you're hanging out with other bartenders, you're getting laid a ton. You're, you're staying up till 5 in the morning. College goes right out the window. And I had friends that never recovered from that. They had the best four years of their life. But, boy, did they pay for it down the road. It took them a long time afterwards to find something stable. And so I always have these weird regrets about my college experience because I was working. I was in student radio, student TV, newspaper, covering sports, covering po- – like I had a radio show. We were doing stuff every day while my buddies were just messing around, doing nothing Jesus. every day. Every day they were just going to lunch, now, getting drinks, in- and then drinking all day. Oh. Well, that can catch and you up get with you. sucked into that world, and now you have that guys that take seven you. to eight years to graduate Ohio State. And I am convinced that that is part of the deal at Ohio State and schools like that. I mean, it's it's everywhere. But if you're at OU, there's no one to hang out with over the summer. It's kind of sad well, and lonely. I went, I, Ohio State, yeah. it's a city. You're in Columbus, Ohio. I understand staying there seven years to get your degree and doing everything but going to school. So that's true. So when I went to – we did not talk about what you wanted to talk about in this podcast. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, we always pun it to next But week. when I went down to OU, OU is OU. Yeah. Okay, and it's exactly what you said. It's like, yeah, you stay there for the weekend. You get the hell out of there. It's time to go back to school. It's a beautiful place, but I'm not, beautiful. I wasn't there to see the foliage. Okay? Kent State, you're close enough to home. Mm-hmm. Akron, obviously you're yep. close enough to home. Just where, where we're from. Oh, when I would go to Ohio State, I didn't go to Ohio State that many times. I went to Ohio State probably eight times, nine times, somewhere in there. wasn't that many times. Uh, it was intoxicating. It was it mayhem, was, Ken. It was just Sunday night, hungover, like, God, I have a hangover on Sunday night, and I got to drive back up 71 and get back to school for Monday. Like, it was, that was a rough one. So I could see why Kenny, when you're saying first, that. My first, because that's a. I mean, Akron's not a small, small, small school. Nothing compared. I've never been anywhere that my, compares to the size of Ohio State. You got, so you're you, right about you that. You got to remember, college in general, wherever you end yeah. up visiting or whatever. If you're senior in high school, I'll just never forget the first time I went down to Ohio State. Think about all the rules that you have in high school and everything. And then all of a sudden, you go down to Columbus. My buddies that are all freshmen are there, and they're like, hey, we're going to uh, bring a bunch of pennies. What yeah. am I going to do with pennies? Oh, it's penny draft night. Wait, wait, wait. Penny draft? Okay. And you just start. I'd just kind of gotten into drinking, you know, mm-hmm. the last year. Penny drafts. And we go down, and it's penny drafts. Literally, as many pennies as you have till the kegs run out, you get penny drafts. And I'm like, oh, this is changing. And so you can imagine a, a young Anthony, 17 years old, 18 years old, comes back to West Geauga High School who had just had penny drafts with girls draped around you, oh hanging out with freshmen in college. You can smell the Stetson you think a te- on them. You think a teacher is going to be able to have any rule of law <laughs> in high school after you've been exposed to that? Yeah, that's a good point. It changed everything. I'll never forget that. When I say mayhem, yeah. it was mayhem. The closest I ever came to uh, going to a fraternity, I was... So, oh, I got really good grades. And what was it? What, what? I keep wanting to say Sigma Nu, and it wasn't Sigma Nu. There was one, they, were, they sent me a letter. And it was like close, I remember it was like across the street from the one parking garage. 
Ah, damn it. I forget. It was right off. This is a terrible story I'm telling right now. It was right by the jar. It was like right by the jar. There was a sorority right by the jar, and then caddy corner to that, there was their house. And I got a letter, and I'm like, no, I'm not interested. But my buddies, I lived in, so when I when I lived south, no, when I just before I moved to Timbertop, my buddies lived in uh, on Sherman Street in Akron. I know you don't know any of this, but anybody familiar with the geography, it's very close to campus. And they lived there, and I also worked for, for facilities, and there was these two guys named Nick. They were great. One was, I remember the last name of the one. I have no problem saying it because he was such a great guy. His name was Nick Zeros. Okay. Last name started with an X. Great dude. So nice to me. I, I don't know what happened to him. I hope, I hope he's doing really well. Great dude. And there was another guy named Nick, and he was a great dude. And we would work, and I was like, I was you know, respectful and nice on stuff. And they were like, hey, why don't you check it out? And you come on by and check it out because they were in Lambda Chi. Okay. And it was like, okay, maybe I do. And my one buddy, Greg, he was going to go. And he, the night he went to go do it, he's like, come on, come on. And I mean, this is so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> we went over there, like, we were in the car, and I'm like, I can't, I'm not, no, not going in there. Not going in there. There was just some, my buddies, my other buddies started really good. Ken, $300. You're going to pay for your friends. My mm. other buddy was like, you're going to pay for your friends. That's what really? my buddies would say, too. You're going to do that. Yep. You're going to pay three. I remember it was $300 a, a, a semester. I think that's what the price was. You're going to pay for your friends, Ken? That's what you're going to do? And I'm like, no. And Greg's like, come on. It'll be fun. And I'm like, no. And Greg joined. Greg had a blast. It's like a and little then, country club, yeah, your then, own country club in college. And then because I knew he was having a good time. But I was having a good time with my other buddies. Yeah. I also had a good time ripping him because I found I found his thing of songs or whatever they do, and I came downstairs, hammered, and I'm reading them, and I'm keeping them away from them and stuff like that. Oh, they were shit. great. Um, so I wasn't necessarily like 100% opposed to it, but I just my buddies just kept making fun of me. Like, really? You're going to do so that? You could, yeah, and you so could So I was like, all it. right, peer pressure. So you were peer pressured out of it. Yeah. Some people are I'm peer, peer pressured, pressured into, into everything. It. I'm yeah. peer pressured in and out of everything. So... But I never did. But that was fun. College was fun. Good times. All right. Are we done? I think so. Are we ever going to talk about taking stock as payment? We're going to do that. The Phil Mickelson gambling stuff. Since we ended up with Bisinger and his addiction, next time we're going to get to Phil Mickelson. We're just going to be an addiction show from here on out. That's all we're going to do from this point <laughs> forward. I don't know if that's a good idea. Why not? We're, we're tackling all the things that no one else has the courage to tackle. Are we going to do a pornography addiction? I know somebody with a food addiction that we absolutely have to get to. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.